I thought the World Cup was last winter. Oh, no, Brian. So we can extrapolate and exfoliate and expatriate, whatever that is. Brian Caves, unlike uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I do not know what you did last summer. And by summer, I mean winter, because we have not recorded, my God, for over, we are, over a month. We recorded last time. I think it was uh, November. I was going to say, I think it was prior to thing, definitely prior to Thanksgiving. Oh, it was the beginning of November. Oh, oh my, my God. God. It's been almost two months. Uh, man, that's crazy. Anyway. Hey, Bryant, how are you doing? We've been texting still. It's not like this is the first time we've talked in a couple months. But I, I want to know, with your voice, because your um, velvety pipes, I just need to hear it. What have you been up to over the last... We'll just stretch it to the holidays. We don't have to go all the way back to beginning of November. Um, What have I done? I've moved hmm. in that time. Um, move, we moved to Saskatchewan? another... Saskatchewan? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hmm. I've renounced my American citizenship. Uh, and have moved to Canada. In Trudeau, we trust you, right? Oh, 100%. I'm a Trudeau stan. <laughs> um, no, we moved to another part of Charlotte. Um, we're in now in the fancy area called Dilworth. Ooh, pinky out. This is actually like the really fancy part of town. And then our house is like the only like old shitty house on the block. It's kind of <laughs> cool. We're, Wait, we're... Whenever you described it, you got it for less money a month in a nicer like area of charlotte oh yeah how did you manage that who did you you know uh, any favors i'm not gonna say what kind of favors how did you get that uh that hookup um just got lucky is is all i can really say yeah we we moved we had christmas we had thanksgiving um we didn't travel for either which was nice um I Any family tr- coming to town? Oh, you smoked a turkey? Never mind, turkey first, family I smoked, second. I smoked a turkey on Thanksgiving, so that was pretty cool. I'd never done that before, and it turned out really delicious. Um, n- my sister-in-law drove over. Uh, she's on the coast in Wilmington, North Carolina. Bruh, uh, yeah. so, so she drove over, hung out with us um, Wednesday night, and then all day Thanksgiving, and we had a good time, and um what else did we do i mean we've been to some concerts we uh we saw margo price Ooh, and got to, hang, got to like hang out with her after the show for a minute she uh you get those vip tickets not even it was crazy she like at the end of her set she's just like hey i'm just gonna come down and um like hang out if anybody wants to uh come say hey i'll be around now we had like we had bought we did have like vip tickets like we'd bought like a table and well, we did Dilworth now you gotta yeah. you gotta live like you live in dilworth yeah right we you know we had to keep up with the joneses right, um right, right, right. so we did that but yeah that was open to everybody so like we we talked to her for a couple minutes she like gave Alyssa a hug um and then we talked about like her music and stuff for a few minutes she took a picture with us and then signed a record for us um, so we're going to get that framed here shortly. And then um, New Year's Eve, we saw the Avett brothers hung out and did that to like. Don't don't forget Valiant Thor. <laughs> Valiant, Valiant Thor was fun because 
Um, so the Avett brothers, for, for people that like don't know, they're they're local to Charlotte. Like they're from Concord, which is a suburb of Charlotte, um, and they are folky Americana, you know, bluegrassish type band. Um, and so like the crowd, it was a very mixed crowd. Like a lot of different ages. Some people like kind of dressed kind of hipstery. Some people dressed in like cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Unironically. Like a yeah, little bit of everything in between there. Um, it, but the opener was Valiant Thor, who I wasn't familiar with, who is like a metal band. Mm. And they Tell, just, what kind of metal band are they? Tell them what kind of metal band they are. They just start shredding. I mean, it's, it reminded me, it was very like, who would I compare it to? Like a, like a Slayer, maybe, or like, I would, a, I, it's like Pantera. Mixed together. I would mix together like Kings of Leon and early Metallica. Like okay. that's how I would put it. I would put okay. like Southern metal. Did they keep their shirts on? No, absolutely not. <laughs> the, and these the, are not like, when you hear bands, you think of like all these like skinny dudes on stage. These guys are um, healthy. Let's put it that way. These were dad bods. These were serious <laughs> dad bods. How are the and- beards? Were the beards good? From what we could see, the beers were good. The lead singer definitely had a bit of a beer gut, um, but oh, yeah. he he had his shirt off probably two thirds of the set. I'm gonna yeah. go with uh, let's go. And just the reactions to them, you could tell some people were enjoying it. I think some people had enough alcohol that they didn't really care at that point. <laughs> they were just they were there for whatever. And right. then you could see some people that were just like, mm, this is, I am so uncomfortable right now. Alyssa at one point asked me if I had tricked her into going to something other than the Ava brothers, like a metal <laughs> show or something. Oh. Um, I started listening to them in 2007. Oh, wow. Um, and they're like the lead. The only way I can describe it, like the albums are very themed. There's a good album that goes way back. To, it's called total universe, man. It's like an out, like a, a spacey type album, but there's nothing spacey about the music. And the lead singer, um, he'll go from like barely singing, kind of talking, and then he does this like screech that he does. It's like screeching sort of yell. He did and that a few so times. Yeah. Like it's definitely a quirky kind of niche band. It's not, uh, they're never going to be up in the conversation with Bob Dylan or like the Avid Brothers. They're not going to be in that conversation. They're not folksy. They are not anything like no. that. I can imagine the Avid brothers watching backstage, and you said they're friends and just loving it, especially the bad reactions to Valiant. All oh, the, the, the and the Avids have known they've known the Avids and have played with the Avids on like numerous occasions for like the last twenty years at oh, least. Like I love it. Um, and people uh, people don't realize it, but the Avids, like the a- Seth and Scott, they actually started as a grunge band. Mm, in like right. the late 90s that because that's kind of what everybody wanted to be they listened to a nirvana record and we're like we're going to be a grunge band um <laughs> and then that's when they kind of went back to their roots with like bluegrass and stuff like that but right they started as a grunge band um and so they and they they'll bring out some of those elements every once in a while on stage even so yeah you could tell that they they definitely uh enjoyed the hell out of it so yeah it was how was Avid though? I'm sorry. I had to talk about because it seemed like you were doing some Valiant Thor erasure there. So I wanted to um, hear what how they were. But how, talk about Avid. How was the Avid? How were they? Oh, they were they were incredible. I mean, uh, this is probably the 
I think, this, I think I counted this the seventh time I've seen them now. Nice. Um, and to see them, like, they play every year. They play New Year's Eve um, in North Carolina somewhere. And it's, like, That's a awesome. big to-do. Like, they go, all, they, they go all out for these shows because it's, like, New Year's Eve. It's their home state. Um, so I've been wanting to go to one of these shows for years. And so, yeah, to finally get to go to one and, and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a real good time. It was a good way to end slash start the year. Cause they actually like, we did the countdown and, and all fun, like, man. during the show. So good for you. And um, now you just need to see Sturgill, right? One day you might see Sturgill Simpson. Maybe, maybe not. I was supposed to have seen him twice now and it hasn't happened, but. Maybe pandemic. Maybe one day. So enough about me. I had a good time. How about you, Thomas? What have you been up to? I don't think um, we want to go too far into it if we want to keep the vibes of um, uh, of our show going. I'll highlight some of the um, what was some like. Did I do anything fun? My daughter and I went to like a Christmas concert of music, like a a wind ensemble but it was like 70 people all of these band teachers former band teachers just people who play instruments but they're like one of the guys was a programmer and he was like first chair clarinet and he was killing it like so we did that because two of her teachers and band are part of it and she just wanted to go it wasn't like a suck up thing my daughter doesn't talk to any teachers so that's definitely not sucking up Um, she is the quiet kid uh, and she was kind of like mortified when the teachers came in and the down in the intermission and actually came and talked to her she was just like she was nervous a little bit um so we did that we did uh the the christmasy crap and all that um i will say my this is tough my my son and my dog had a choice encounter where um my wife was laying with our 75 some odd pound boxer lab um you might have heard him on previous episodes at some point but she was just laying with him we were watching Muppet Christmas Carol and um, our son comes over and pets him on the head, which is a normal thing he's done. He's pet this dog a million times. Um, but I think just because my wife was kind of like holding Rocky and he was laying down, he growled for like a split second and then he like nipped at his upper lip. Yeah. And so we spent the night of December 23rd into about the evening of Christmas Eve um, at Nationwide Children's Hospital with him getting surgery. And getting his lip repaired cosmetically. Luckily, it wasn't. It didn't bleed for hours and hours. It stopped bleeding pretty quickly, I'd say. But then they had to fix it because if not, there was like a funky gap, like right at the top middle of the lip, right, yeah. right in that area. So um, the thing is, he was he was okay. He was in the hospital, and he when we first we went to a local hospital. Then we go to Nationwide Children's because the hospital, we shouldn't have gone there in the first place. They were like, children's is the only, they can do this. We wouldn't be able to do this kind of surgery. It wasn't stitches. It was yeah. like a chunk of the lip gone. So we couldn't just stitch it up and be on our way back home. Um, but he, once he got to children's, he kind of loved it. He was getting a ton of attention. They had a fish tank in the emergency room waiting area. He saw the fish and he was calling everybody doctor. Like if they were moving his bed from one room to another, He's, he's say doctor. He'd say, thank you, doctor. And one time when we get into his final room, he's watching a movie and this nurse is standing in front of him. He's like, doctor, can you move out of the way? I can't see. Told the nurse to move out of the way. And then the one time he sees a doctor when we're on our way to surgery, 
um, he calls the doctor a dentist and then he calls the <laughs> doctor nurse. So the only time he called some uh, somebody a nurse was the doctor and not the 20 nurses he saw before and after said surgery. Was he on any of the good good at that point? Or uh, once he was, he was not on anything. Like they gave him antibiotic because of a dog bite. Fortunately, uh, I, I would say fortunately, he had an ear infection like a few days before he got bit. So he was already on antibiotics, which is great because it helped him, you know, no infection from the dog because animals yeah. mouths even you know just animals at home their mouths are pretty dirty yeah. um so luckily he didn't need that he didn't have any of that stuff until we went to the surgery uh we were in the prep area the doctor comes and talks to us about the surgery and we gave it to him because it's kind of like an anti-anxiety thing because we felt once he left us we had been with him the whole time right. once he left us he was going to be a little like oh god what's happening and he'd be a little scared and he'd be a little anxious so they gave him this stuff and within 10 seconds, they start pulling him away to surgery. And he's like trying to get up, but his, his eyes are big. And he's like, well, and he falls back. And my, my wife took a picture of him laying on this bed. And he's like out like a star. His feet and hands are stretched out. And he's kind of looking around. And then he dry, they walk past an elevator. And he'd been on some elevator. So he'd been talking about it with the other folks. And he was like, ah, elevator. You just heard like mumbling in the word elevator. So he was, um, he was feeling it. He was feeling fine when he went to the yeah, surgery. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, you sent me that. You sent me that picture. And, and yeah, all I could think of, all I could think of, is uh, one day when you know he's like graduating high school and stuff, and you have those <laughs> embarrassing uh, the photos oh, in the yearbook and stuff. Like that'll be yeah. one for the uh, for the yearbook page. Probably, probably. Um, so we, uh, unfortunately, this is not like the first time that the dog has shown this. This is the first time that he got him. There's like, like, yeah. And we parent him. He's been around for five years and he's never been bit by the dog until now. Um, like when he was a baby, he crawled near his food and Rocky kind of growled because it was around his food. And we understood that we moved rock. You know, we moved him away. We worked on getting him because we never bothered him when he ate before. So we didn't really know too much about his sure. food aggression. So he never he was fine there. Other time he had surgery a couple of years ago on his knee. He like tore his ACL pretty much. Rocky did. And so um, he was in a kennel laying down and Jameson got too close. And we we're like, he's in a corner. He's in pain. We're like, move him away because he growled at him a little bit then. Uh, but this one was kind of unpredictable. He's almost eight years old. And yeah. so. um I don't say that to try to, you know, lessen anything because uh, we had to eventually get him back to the rescue that we got him from. Um, we didn't take him to the Humane Society. We weren't going to, you know, take him to a vet. We were not, we we're trying to put him down or anything like that. Um, he's an older dog. He probably only has a few years left, uh, but we took him to a place that's going to um, foster him until he gets to a new home. He's not sitting in a cage at the Humane Society or something like that on a limited timetable, you know, he's with sure. people who take care of him and we got him from a rescue. It's not one of those like, Oh, he rescued us things. It's not, he was living with a family who just couldn't have a puppy because yeah. it was a single mom with another dog. She took the puppy because her friend, her friend's dog had puppies and then she had two kids and another dog. So she just fostered them until we took him God back in 2015. But um, like I've lost, I've lost a parent. I've lost, friends there have been rough moments in life and i will say drive i had to drive him two hours up to akron um from where i live in here in columbus and it was um 
one of the worst days of my life. Yeah. Cause I had to drive him um, to the rescue and I was fine driving up there because he's an anxious dog. And he was kind of like, oh, he would lay down for five minutes and he would sit up and I'm like, okay, you got to sit down. We're driving. You got to relax, you know, calm down. Um, so I was just worried about getting him there, you know, and sure. I've driven with him before, but he's, you know, him, he's very like, sometimes oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all in, in, in mostly good ways. But once I got into there, like I'm, I'm in a, I'm an adult. I understand the situation, but I'm have to talk to other adults. So I'm like, calm and i'm filling out a form i'm asking questions hey what do i have to fill in here and she's helping me out but once that was done um mm. it was me and the volunteer it's a place called pause and prayers in akron if you ever need a dog in your northeast ohio they do a fantastic job um he's in this little like waiting area as i'm filling out the form and he's sniffing all the stuff because he's a dog and that's what they do sure but then like i had to say goodbye after that and i just like yeah i lost it Oh, like yeah. I, I was like, I was bawling in front of this complete stranger. I couldn't even find the words to like, ask if I needed to do anything else. Like I muttered out some stuff between like heaving in yeah. this room. And I can talk about it now because um, I've talked about it a couple times today. Was, today was my first day back at work. So a couple people I know closer, we, you know, sure. talked about it, but it has been like emotionally just drained oh, yeah. uh, whenever he, Whenever before I walked out, I opened the door and he stopped and he looked at me. And it was like the last time I'll ever see him. And I got in the car and I was just like screaming. I was like, <laughs> I was yeah. crying. I was every emotion that sure. wasn't like a happy, stereotypically happy emotion was just uh it was it was flowing. And yeah, my wife texted me. And she's like, oh, did the lady talk to you? And I was, I, before I like got on the highway or anything, I was like, I don't want to talk. And that's all I said. I said, yeah. I don't want to talk. And then I just drove and I, I would the, the quickest route I could to get there. Um, but on the way home, I was like, I'm taking the longest route I could take and I need time. I'm not driving, I'm yeah. driving slow. I, I needed to process it. Yeah, and absolutely. And that was Friday. So December 30th. And, um, I haven't really been able to distract myself too much. I covered a basketball game on New Year's Eve, which that was fun. But being at a sporting event, you always feel that kind of energy. I, I tried going. We're going to talk about Liverpool later. I tried going to a, like a watch party on Sunday. And I just like, there was no reason I should. I shouldn't have left the house. There was no reason yeah. I should have gone out because I was not feeling it. I wasn't any emotions with it. So it's been um, pretty shitty. I'm kind of at the point now where I just want to bunker down <laughs> and not leave yeah. the house um outside of any responsibilities i have because it's just been it's tough it comes and goes it's just so random yeah. um and this and the last thing i'll say and if you're still listening thank you um i there are things about rocky that i really bothered me like that really bugged me um because i'm kind of like a high anxiety person too so anytime like somebody rings the doorbell He's like, rah, rah, rah. he immediately goes off and he's this like 70 pound boxer. Like he sounds like a hound when he barks too. And it's loud. Yeah. It's a very loud dog. Oh, yeah. um, or like whenever I open the door, if I just put keys in the door, I hear him start to bark. And then he would see it was me and he'd run and grab a toy and stuff. And we had this gate that we have up. So he doesn't go upstairs because we didn't want his other knee to go out. All these things that were really like 
the gates annoying him barking I, for years. I would text my wife before I came home from something like, Hey, unlock the door. Cause I don't want the dog to wake up the baby, you know, from, cause sure. he would, no matter what time of night it was, he's barking when we open the door. Um, and like the next day, my wife had somebody come pick up a plant and the doorbell rang and just nothing. Or I come home from like the basketball game. I come home from like the Liverpool match and I open the door and it's just silent. There's nothing. And it's just like awful. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's grief, you know, and that's a thing like, grief is such a because that's really what it is for you i mean it's it's grief it's loss right like it's 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 the same feeling as as when you lose a family member or a friend or or anyone right like it's it's the exact same so no i mean it's gonna you know it's gonna take time um you know you've used like you said you've been through those things you know that um this this process this grief process isn't linear like there are going to be moments, you know, the whole like stages of grief thing is bullshit. Anybody that ever um, says that it doesn't know what they're talking about because there's no logic to it whatsoever. There's, it's not a linear thing. Like there are going to mm-hmm. be some days when you're in stage six and there's going to be some days when you're in stage one and whatever, like it, it's a, it's a roller coaster and it's, but it's, it's also like, I think that that grief is means that, you know, that that person or, or Rocky in this case, like meant that much to you, like you, that you got to have all of those, all of those good times together. And so, you know, that's a, that's a blessing in and of itself. So I think, you know, just, just take that and, you know, do the best you can. Like, obviously I'm, I'm here for you, but, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to be easy, but you know, it's, it's, it's worth it in the long run. Like we all know with, with pets or with friends or family, like, you know, we've all, there's always a time, there's always going to be a time limit. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, um, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, not, not a great feeling, but, um, I keep trying to go back to the, oh, well, you know, it's the right thing and you're protecting your family and stuff. And that that's the talking points surrounding it. Sure. But, uh, none of like Amy, myself, our kids, like not, we can understand that or we can say that, but deep down it's like, man, I, I, I was just worried in the future. What it like, he's, when dogs get older, they get a little, like the fuse is much shorter. Oh, and they sure. get a grumpy. You know how older humans are. They can. I know I'm grumpy. I was um, going to say I'm, I'm. I'll be 35 this year, and I'm grumpy. Oh God, you're so old. You're I so know, old. right? I'm not going to say how old I am. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I was afraid because when we went to the hospital, like we had to fill out paperwork for the county. They have to report that it was a dog bite. Right. And if that happens again, what happens? Do you yeah. know? Do they put the dog down? Do you know, worst case, does protective services interview us and say, hey, why do you have this dog? It's bitten somebody multiple times. Why do you have this dog in your house? So we had to make an awful decision that feels like a lose-lose. 
I'm of the mindset. I don't want to like know if he gets adopted. I don't want to like check the website all the time. Cause I know if it takes, he's an older dog. Not everybody wants an older dog. They want a puppy. They want a small young puppy. Um, I know it's probably going to take a while. I just have to keep reminding myself that they're with people who really care yeah, um, absolutely. about it. And uh, so, like you said, with stages of grief, it, it definitely comes and goes. I can't talk about it without getting um, a little upset about it. Then other times I, I catch myself cause I'm like, wait, I'm not thinking about it. Why aren't I? And, and I'm, just, I'm almost not trying to find the grief, but guilt of not no, yeah. upset about it all the time. Why, why am I not more upset? No, I'm yeah. And then other times I'm like, why am I so upset? <laughs> it just, yeah. it, like you said, it's not, you know, it's not linear. It's not linear. It's not in, in all of those. And you don't need me to tell you this, but all of those feelings are, are valid right. and they're, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. Like I, I, you know, I couldn't imagine dealing yeah. like dealing with something like that. Like I, I, you know, you and I both have, have lost people that we, that have meant a lot to us and, and it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, but you know, at the same time, like you had to do what you had to, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's just one of those things, man. It's, yeah. Thank you for talking with me about it and yeah, let me uh, <clears throat> get it all out there. And uh, this is part of uh, this is the free therapy part where I can at least share it with, with you and the, and the individuals, the singles of people who listen to, to Brian and me. Um, Brian and me, it's cheaper than therapy. Hey, <laughs> except if you count the time away as uh, part of that cost because well you know um, I think we're five hours into our uh, little pre-introduction here um, but we, we covered us. it all we covered it all we missed you all I'm sure yeah like you said I'm sure you missed us um, let's go ahead and get into the actual show um, how about that huh let's do it let's go let's go Welcome to Bright Me, where podcasts we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. The band boys are back. Yeehaw, get her done. Let's get it. We're ready to talk through some soccer. Oh, yeah. And maybe some hijinks, maybe some Ask Bam questions. I think it's going to be D, all of the above. We're going to start today talking about um, what you really come to know us always talking about. Uh, what we really care about and what we've invested a lot of time and energy to. Um, that's the the men's national team for the United States. That was sarcasm up until the men's national team part. We will talk about the U.S. men's national team today, um, but not too much about the players involved. Uh, There's a little bit of drama that, I mean, we're recording when it happens. So might as well chit-chat about it, right? Because that's where you come for all of your breaking news. Hell yeah. A podcast platform. And then we're talking about uh, Liverpool and Tottenham and how uh, that definitely hasn't helped us uh, get through the holiday uh, holiday blues. Uh, we'll go through that and then we'll finish up the night with our Ask Bam segment. The segment that you know and love uh, because we get you get to hear us say your names and your Twitter handles because it's all about you, isn't it? Free, pub- free publicity. You. Darn right. Darn right. That and two bucks get you a cup of coffee. Mm. Um, let's go ahead and get into that 
U.S. men's national team because Brian, what um, educate our friends who aren't as knowledgeable as us about the men's national team? What what's been going on um, with the team? Well, so they they played in this little tournament um, last month. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the World Cup. Hmm. Uh, I, I know. I'm not sure. Yeah, not familiar with it either, but people tell me that they played in it. Um, hmm. I heard it was and, a little messy uh, at the end there. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Oh, um, that that final, I know, we're not going to talk about the World Cup, but that final was cuckoo bananas. <laughs> I ended up watching 20 whole minutes of the World Cup um, throughout the entire thing. That's because on Thanksgiving, uh, Friday after Thanksgiving, I was at my sister's house and my nephew turned on the first half of the game. So I ended up seeing 20 minutes of the World Cup, which is 20 minutes more than I was planning on watching. Um, um, so, so the yeah. men's, yeah, men's national team bowed out uh, after getting out of their group. They lost to the Netherlands. Uh, but you're not here to talk about, you're not here to hear us talk about that. What we are going to talk about is. Uh, U.S. Men's National Team head coach, former Columbus Crew head coach, Greg Burhalter. Um, I, you know, I, I get so the way I found out about this is um, I'm a part of a, a supporters group for Charlotte FC, Mint City Collective. They were going to uh, say cult. I mean that too. No, I've, I was recruited to one, but ended up not joining. We covered that um, on a previous episode. Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> you long-time BAM, long-time BAM listeners will remember the Bryant was almost recruited into a cult story. Uh, um, so I've been a member. I've been a leader. <laughs> Leaders make more money. Members have more fun. Agreed. Um, uh, so I, anyway, the, the supporters group has a Slack. And we've got all these, you know, different channels, different topics, whatever. And people keep talking about Greg Burhalter, and I'm like, "What is going on with Greg Burhalter?" Like, I don't, again, I don't really care about the men's national team all that much, but no. And then people are talking about just this bizarre, weird situation. So then I read the How statement. Bizarre. <laughs> How bizarre! Do, 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 do. We haven't sung yet, so I thought we. Anyway. How bizarre! How bizarre! What made it more um, bizarre is that he, he started a Twitter account. <laughs> so so the everybody's immediate thought was this whole thing was like a scam. It's fake. It's <laughs> not the real Greg Because that's usually a good sign, right? Is if a Twitter account is like a fake, is like, oh, you created this account three days ago. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, but he releases this long statement saying that he had an altercation with his wife outside a bar in 1991. The, when he was 18 and they were not married yet they were yeah like they were dating. not they were like dating um he was drunk i think she'd been drinking too they got in an argument and he kicked her in the leg i think it was which is a weird thing to do but that he's a soccer player i mean they don't use their hands so maybe <laughs> that's, that's that's fair um though no i'm not gonna make that joke um <laughs> i'm not gonna go there i don't want to get us canceled um so anyway we do not condone hitting or kicking of, anybody of course by the way nobody the way. please do not do that that's it's yes. a horrible thing to do what he did was was a terrible thing to do right obviously um that should go without saying you kind of know us at this point mm-hmm. um so that happened 
they broke up for a while. They got back together. They've been married ever since. They've had children, blah, blah, blah. So he then says that apparently someone was trying to blackmail him using this to basically get him to like step down as head coach of the U.S. men's national team. So they were using this. This had not come out. Greg, uh, I'm guessing, probably went to U.S. soccer and said, hey, here's something that happened. This person is attempting to blackmail me. Uh, U.S. soccer released a statement today uh, basically saying, yes, we're, we're aware of the situation involving the, the you know, Burhalter and the altercation with his wife from 1991. We condone any violence. We law, don't condone. Law. Right. Sorry, we don't condone violence. No, that's all right. No, that's all right. Well, I mean, they did play in uh, Qatar, so they're not and that's true so they they are they are condoning some violence (laughs) they condone some violence if there's money in it um but that's another topic for another day um and that greg berhalter and that they will make the announcement at some point who will be leading the u.s men's national team camp in january Mm. i love in the report in the statement though they talk about transparency but this has been going on since the middle of december so it's not really transparent if you if you know it's going to go public and then you say something about it. that's not transparent that's called covering your ass that's what that um, is so don't use it's such a buzzword for these companies oh and then uh, to stay transparent you're not nothing transparent about u.s soccer <laughs> i was going to say the first word i think of when i think of u.s soccer is transparency no no <laughs> the only thing is, no no anyway it's so it's just, and, and that's, I'm sure some more stuff has, has come out after this. Since then, that's the last I, I'm familiar with it. But it's just such a, like, bizarre situation. Like, I don't even really know, like, some dumbass is just like, yeah, I'm, you know, we're going to, the next step in, in the U.S. men's national team and us, like, getting to the next step for 2026 or whatever is going to be we got to get greg burhalter out of here so i'm going to blackmail him into (sighs) resigning the thing is like this wasn't a public record this was not like they never went to the police right never was called in like there's no public record of this so how does this get out how does this happen that the blackmail gets to this level and also i how horrible does it like and like we already said, do not condone Greg Burhalter doing that. It was he was 18 years old, still not condoning it. But now you're at the point where, like you just said, using it as leverage to try to get a coach fired, it makes US soccer fans look awful, is what it does. And it not because you're like- trying to bring up a bad thing, like the intent of it is not to oh, we need to defend this woman who was attacked by Greg, the woman who married him and had four kids with him and has lived with him for, you know, ever since then and who loves him, apparently. Um, it just it just reeks of nerdy, desperate, annoying U.S. soccer fans. It sounds like a plot of a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> Like you've Not got some one. like, well, I mean, the best, I think the best Coen brothers movies really deal with incompetent criminals 
Oh, okay. <laughs> that's... They did Fargo, right? Are we doing Fargo with that one? Or... Yeah, I mean, Fargo, Steve Buscemi ends up in a wood chipper. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> so... We're not, what? <laughs> movie came out in 1993. How dare you ruin that movie for me? I don't know what year it came out. I got to look that up. It was 95? 96? Oh. I don't know. 1996. Ten... Tan Sierra, Tan Sierra. <laughs> Great movie. I love that movie. But like, that's the Coen Brothers bit is like stupid criminals for the most part. Like, yeah, you got like Anton Sugar and uh, Old No Country for Old Men with like Rando. the coolest murder weapon in the history of film. <laughs> and he makes and he makes calling people Frendo actually look intimidating which is crazy <laughs> it makes it not even intimidating scary <laughs> like yeah. creepy like just there's nothing scary creepy about this though it just uh, like i said it, you're just... I, i'm so sick of like u.s men's soccer fans in general it's just awful and not all of them i'm sure there are people listening who love you and that's great just because you know brian and me we don't talk about them ever or watch them ever hashtag, hashtag not all u.s men's soccer team men's national team fans hashtag not my usmnt um, anyway they it doesn't shock me though like that's one of the pieces of this no. that it doesn't shock me that somebody did this because you have all of these players who play in i'm using jazz hands for the mysticism all of these players play in Europe. You think, oh, we need to win the World Cup now. We didn't make the last one, so we should win this one because we have a guy who plays in the Bundesliga or we have a backup from Chelsea. We need to be competing with Lionel Messi. <laughs> we need to be competing with <laughs> the- Mbappe. We, we're on that level now. Like Lionel Messi, the, like, is anybody going to say now he's not the greatest player of all time? Because We were I, saying that before because he hasn't raped anybody. Well, I'll that's, take tax fraud over rape. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Um, and take, and, that, and no, no Saudi money taken either. So, And now Ronaldo's playing in Saudi Arabia. Which is just it's, He's like, oh, people don't know it, but this league is really competitive. They're the 27th ranked league in the world. Anyway. Um, you can't make it, this up. Is this where is this your way of thinking with the U.S. soccer situation that you're going to make them hire the coach that you want and they're going to suddenly be amazing because it was just the coach's fault, not the fact that even your own players weren't cooperating and they didn't want to be there and they were acting out in the team and stuff like you're going to blame that. On the, on the coach you know the personalities you see what happened when Ronaldo went to the World Cup what's the first thing he did he talked with Piers Morgan of all people and he just shat on his entire Man United team mm-hmm. um, because awful people do awful things but anything since that I didn't even know I didn't know that about Greg this whole kicky thing because it just came out today January 3rd I've never seen him be like a bad person. I've never seen him say stuff that was like, oh God, this guy's a dick. He hasn't said stuff like Caleb Porter has said stuff. This is not a guy who seems like a bad person to me. Um, and you're just, because you, you have this imaginary belief that he's the whole reason that the U.S. can't compete with teams that have been elite for hundreds of years. I just... I, it, it reeks of desperation from whoever was doing this. And I hope they find out who the person is because 
fairly certain blackmail like this is illegal <laughs> they're kind of pretty sure that's extortion and yeah that's uh i think it's a i'm pretty sure that's felony so um, i hope they find the person um and they are able to arrest the person not u.s soccer the authorities arrest the person um litigate the person because it's just you know it's bad if we're talking about it. You know it's bad yeah. if we're talking about the U.S. men's national team. The the shout out to uh, a few. I've seen a few people post that uh, post the theory that it's Claudia Reyna that did this because oh of the <laughs> because of the fact that Gio Reyna didn't uh, barely play in the World Cup, which that that would probably be the most U.S. men's national team thing. If that it's they not played together, they they knew each other from from the united uh, u.s national team it's it's probably not but it would probably be, not <laughs> it would probably be it would it would actually be more hilarious if it was it was rebecca, rebecca Vardy. <laughs> long real og bam pam members will understand that reference oh lord um but anyway so we'll see what happens with this one i i doubt greg berhalter is going to be fired from this although he does need a new contract apparently maybe u.s soccer used this as a way to move on but uh what are you who are you going to hire like i don't think international coaching you're never going to get somebody that everybody loves you're never going to get somebody that checks all the boxes for everybody everyone's going to complain about it and with the american we need to win they're so used to watching like the dream teams of the world and you're so used to watching america you know win the olympics almost every time out that you think oh we need to be competing with the best of the world maybe we don't <laughs> maybe. do you have any other thoughts about it brian before we move on to the superior world cup um no just uh just you know it's it's just a it's just weird like this is one of those things that i'm just like i still don't know what to what to make of it it's just a bizarre situation and the person that did it is a loser yeah big loser um speaking of not losers mm. brian this july you know what's going to happen uh down under whoa thomas <laughs> let's uh this is a family this is a family, podcast, a family podcast i forgot brian me this is a family podcast um Australia. Let me rephrase it. You know what's happening in Australia in July in New Zealand? Um, kangaroos, koalas, yeah. wallabies. Um, okay. Like All seven right, of the ten world's deadliest animals. Uh, yes, all of those things in the Women's World Cup. Woo! Oh, this July is the the actual World Cup that we acknowledge is going to be happening down in Australia, New Zealand, and it's going to be, I think, a pretty pretty good time we've got five new teams mm. facing off at it five day de- uh, debutantes as it were in this tournament i'm i'm pretty stoked united states is in it they're going for a five time five time five time five time world cup championship Shout um, out to booker t yeah <laughs> uh rest in peace he's not dead he's not he's not dead at all he's not dead at all um I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited for it. One because I'll, I'll watch it. I think that's going to be great. But are, are you kind of excited about the World Cup? No, it's it's going to be a lot of fun because unlike uh, the delusional ass uh, men's national team people, the women's national team, on the other hand, who are not losers, 
uh, are the favorites going in, and deservedly so. So we're unless you talk to anybody in Europe who makes best football players in the world lists, they they can all (laughs) pretty much go to hell. Um, (laughs) The best footballers in in women's soccer all happen to play in Europe. They hate us for our freedom. Uh, They hate us because they ain't us. But you have the losers of the U.S. men's national team. On the U.S. women's side, not only do they win four World Cups, but they also fight for equal pay and they unionize and they're able to leverage that power. So on all fronts, the U.S. women's national team is um, should be the favorites going in to this tournament. We'll see what Blacko Ananovsky has to say about it or if he happens to get blackmailed before um, the tournament happens. But, um, <laughs> I'm, I think it's going to be a really good time. And I, we've discussed this a little bit since it's not till July and Brian and me are back. You thought we were gone. Guess who's back, back again. Brian me's back. Tell a friend. Tell your friend. Um, I think every episode, not this episode, every episode, we should preview a team, just mm-hmm. one team from the Women's World Cup. We can maybe do like 80% not soccer related and then 20% we'll talk about that country soccer team how about that we just say everything we know about this random about these random countries so thomas what do you thomas what do you know about the uh about senegal uh let's talk about zambia for a little bit um senegal is not going to be there but there are uh four teams or five teams excuse me making their debuts at the world cup so that's a good place to start like the wrong lineup yeah, yeah no, that's... that's all right. Zambia is going to be there. Morocco is going to be there. Those are two teams from the African uh, Cup of Nations that made it. Those are two debut teams along with Nigeria and South Africa. They've been there before. Vietnam made it. The Philippines Ooh. made it. That's pretty cool. And then also a team that I'm – this is going to be my dark horse pick and not just because of uh, genealogy, but the Republic of Ireland is also oh, going to be I... debut in there. We got um, – uh, we, we got some boy. Liverpool players too who play for Ireland. The so it's going to be a, a good time. <laughs> Are you trying to do the Moira's? The pipes, the pipes are cooling. That was a good episode, Classic. by the way. That was a good episode. Um, so I think we should do that um, between now and the World Cup. Get it hyped up. Talk about it all year because I'm, I'm ready for it. It is going to be fun. It's going to be fun, funky, fresh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Funky, fresh is the word that I always uh, put for it. Um, we're not going to do any predictions or anything right now. I think it's a little too early. Um, no, it's not. Women's, men, uh, U.S., U.S. <laughs> okay. America. Well, America, uh, in the U.S. Yeah. is group. <laughs> United States, Vietnam, and the Netherlands, uh, plus the uh, the playoff winning team, which I can't. Uh, well, we'll get to that point. Um I think it's going to be a, a, a great time. I'm going to watch as many matches as I possibly can, even though the timing of it is not fantastic um, because I think some of the games are going to, like 10 p.m. is one of the game times. I think also like 2 a.m. is one of the game times and maybe 5 a.m. Um, so it's not going to be really conducive to uh, an American audience, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's because it's America playing in it that – we get a lot of 10 p.m. matches because you're going to get more people watching those than uh, as, as an American and particularly Amer- an American on the East Coast. 
Um, I feel that everything should be catered to me. Oh, for sure. Pacific standard time is evil. Yeah. No, it's one of the many tools of the devil. Um, I think that uh, all of their matches should start at like 6 p.m. Eastern standard time. That's fair. Um, Like, because even eight o'clock, we're we're getting a little late there. Like, get behind that, man. Like, let's do like six or seven. Let's pretend we're the West Coast for Monday Night Football. Yeah. Where, where you get to start at the game at like six. There's nothing wrong with that. I tell uh, trainees at work, I say um, East Coast is uh, God's time zone um, because it's obviously the, the better of the time zones. Uh, no offense to our central time zone friends. You're just an hour off. You're close. You're almost perfect. Not quite there, though. No, um, I mean, it's it's not, you know. Second, second place is still first loser. Don't forget that. That's true. That's true. And um, yeah. So that'll be that'll be something. Uh, we'll see who that fourth team is though in the group playoff because uh, Group A still has to have a playoff to determine who's going to be in that group with the United States. But already U.S. and Netherlands. That's a rematch of the last World Cup final. Uh, so you already got some fun group action uh, going on there. We'll see if you United States can make it out of the group, the group of death, right? Because they're always in the group of death. Whatever group we're in is the group of death, right? Um, but everyone is talking, oh, it's going to be England. It's going to be England, especially because I think the English really need to, like, they're really trying to, oh my God, we need to be better than the United States. Even though you have the Alex Morgan, the, the little T-sip moment, um, all of the, I, I'm sick of seeing the Guardian best 10 players, best 100 player. We've talked about this at nauseum on this show. Um, you're only picking players who play in Europe. And that's, that's total and be- uh, malarkey. I think... Um, yeah, I, I don't think that you're nearly as, you know, ahead of the world as everybody else is in a game that you re- just started caring about like 10 years ago. You you won the Euros and, you know, that's that's really that's really cute. Like that was really <laughs> um, as to, to quote another character on uh, on Schitt's Creek. I love that for you. <laughs> um, I love that for you. But the reason you won that is because the United States isn't a part of Europe. Oh, yes. Because you know why we're not a part of Europe, Brian? 1776. Hell, yes. The United States won their Confederations uh, event like half asleep. I don't even think they were. I don't even think they were awake for uh, the, the CONCACAF championship, um, which is why Mexico got close to playing them well. Um, I'm yeah, I'm man. I'm just, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to try to get to many matches as I can. My whole sleep schedule might be destroyed from it, but I think it's a risk that I'm willing to take um, for for the World Cup. But that's so far away. That's like seven months from now. Let's. I was talking to you, Siri. Um, let's go ahead and talk about something a little more recent and something not nearly as exciting. Or anything that's going to lift our self-esteem. Um, we can try to cut it shorter. We don't have to be too involved with it. But let's talk about um, Liverham and Tottenpool and how everything has been going. And I combine them together because they're both pretty much playing like a Tottenham side would play. Yeah, um, no, it's, 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 it's a bit shit. Yeah, so why don't you start us off? How are the uh, Totten Canadian Bacons doing uh, as um, of late? Well, they have, uh, they've come back from the world cup break um a much needed break i think for a yeah. lot of spurs fans um <laughs> so they had their ninth and tenth game in a row 
where they conceded where the other team scored first mm. since we've come back and uh, a draw and a loss to uh, absolute Premier League juggernauts Brentford and Aston Villa. Hey, let, before we, I'm, I'm not talking anything about Liverpool, but Brentford is a really good team no, they're, that they're anybody would lose to. Anybody would lose to. They're actually playing really well right now, and, and you know, but yeah, it's it's not good um, at, at Tottenham right now. You got um, Antonio Conte is in the last few months of his contract has still yet to sign a new contract is saying things publicly about the club's lack of spending. the players that he wants and the spending. Oh, and, but it's also the club and this I can understand, ditty. I can understand their, their um, side of it too, is why, why are we going to invest a bunch of money in players you want when you're not going to resign a, a contract to be here? We don't, you know, we're going to buy these players. You know, he plays a very, specific system you know he wants new wingbacks like wingbacks five at the back is not a common um system anymore in in europe and he still plays that and so he wants these specialized players well that's all well and good but if you you know don't re-up your contract and you're gone at the end of the season that whatever coach we bring in is probably not using wingbacks so if we spend all this money on these players you want and then you're not going to be here so they're they're kind of in this hard place where um, they, I think, some people in the organization feel like they're kind of in win now mode. Which, when you hire a manager like an Antonio Conte, he want he's going to expect you to spend money. That's what he's always done. He he wins. He gets results. Like he's he's won everywhere he's been. Yeah. Um, but he's never he's never won at places kind of like Jose Mourinho, who Spurs hired previously, where the club didn't spend. Yep. And Tottenham has never had the reputation of being a club that that splashed a lot of money. No. Um, now they're they're in a much better place to do so financially, but they've still yet to show consistently they're they're going to go in big on somebody. I mean, they spent sixty million on Richarlison last year, who uh, is yet to score a Premier League goal this season. Um, he scored a heck of a World Cup goal. I didn't watch oh, the match, but I saw stuff on Twitter. Heck of a World Cup goal. That was, you need to bottle was... some of that and put that, you know, uh, Mike's special. Uh, what's that? Mike's special drink? Mike's or special like stuff. Secret stuff. Yeah, Mike's I secret don't... stuff. There you go. He needs to bottle it. I, I'm I'm so up on the Space Jam. Reference. On the Space Jam. Um, by the way, people, go out of your way and look up uh, the Space Jam Hamilton mashup if you've never listened to it. <laughs> it is oh. fantastic. But yeah, so Spurs are just in like they're in this weird place where they're kind of at a crossroads where they kind of have to decide what they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're going to, um, if you think, Hey, we've got Harry Kane, he's still a prime Every... player. You've got, um, you know, you've got son who has been garbage this year. You've got players that you spent money on. You've got a coach who has won everywhere he's been. You could make a decision to say, hey, we're going to go out. We're going to splash some money. We're going to get him the players he wants. We're going to hope he resigns that contract, and we're going to try and win. Or you do what you've kind of done for a lot of the time, but maybe a little bit better, and you say, hey, we're going to end this experiment. Clearly not working. We need to rebuild. Um, let's sell some players. I don't think rebuild lives in the vocabulary, though, of Premier League teams. Like They don't use a lot of money, like you said. They don't yeah. spend a lot of money. 
you're not going to get any money if you rebuild the team because you're not going to make it into a Europe, European competition. Right. Unless you, unless rebuilding means, and this could be, I know Spurs fans don't want to hear it. Rebuilding could mean selling Harry Kane I actually for a song and <laughs> getting some players for him. I am actually, I am at the point where I've kind of come to terms with that. Yeah, Ray, see you later, Ray. Where, look, we've not won anything with him. I'm also, I also think that he's on the last, next year's the last year on his contract. So if you're going to get anything for him, it's going to have to be this, this summer, basically, is your last, getting's good, is your last chance. Otherwise, you're going to let him go on. You're going to miss out on a hundred million dollar, you know, payday to let him sit out, sit the last play the last year of his contract out and then go somewhere else. Anyway, if you're not, if you're not going to get him to resign, which I don't at this point, I think given unless the club is going to go out and really be aggressive and try and keep Conte as well, I don't see him re-signing at this point. That's just that's my opinion. Well, he wanted to leave with Conte there before. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to go to City in the. Now the other thing is, on, on the on another token though, where is he going? Because he wanted to go to City. City have Erling Holland. City's not going after Kane. Erling Holland's playing no. better than Kane. And is younger, significantly younger. Right. Um, you know, he, yeah, supposedly Bayern Munich wants him. I don't think Harry Kane wants to leave England because Harry Kane, within the next few years, could have the all-time scoring record in England. If That's he, true. Yeah. If he sticks, so I don't think he wants to leave England. So who, who else is gonna, who else is gonna buy him? I don't think the club would sell him. I, I would hope they would never sell him. To, and I don't, I would hope he wouldn't out of respect to the club go to an Arsenal or a Chelsea. Arsenal um, don't need him though. At this point, Arsenal no. have put together such a strong team. I mean, they're competing with man city. I don't think you need, you don't need Harry Kane. If anything, that probably brings undue attention to yeah. your team because it creates more <laughs> drama. And I think the way they're playing now, they don't need that. Like Arsenal's always been about drama and recently they have been. I think they want to keep it that way. Arsenal is the model, honestly. And I'll, I'll give right. them I, I hate I hate their guts, but what they've done in the last they few years die like pigs in hell. Yeah, fuck them. But That's what they've SNL done the last stuff. few years, they've done the right thing. They've mm-hmm. done what Tottenham really needs to do, which is sell some of their more expensive players, use that money to buy good young players, develop young talent. And in a few years, yeah, there's going to be some painful moments, but in a few years, you're going to have a team if you make good moves, if you don't waste the money. And that's the other thing. This this club, even when they've spent money, have bought, have spent money on players that have not developed into, you know, world-class players for every Harry Kane and, you know, Son that you, and Delhi that you spent very little money on. You've got Tange and Dombele, who's who you spent your club record fee on, and is now in Italy. Um, or oh, you need to bring in a coach. You need to bring in a coach who's not gonna be like a microwave coach. Like, okay, I can yeah. win, but you need to do all this stuff. Like, like Emery, who they brought in down there in Arsenal. Like, he 
it's been doing a pretty good job and it took a yeah. while. It was a little bit of a slow cooker and maybe you didn't make, you know, champions league the whole time. And maybe you had issues that way, but now look at them. They're up. What? Like they're, seven points or something like that. Probably on... going to, you know, and this pains me to say this, but they're probably going to win the league this year. Ah, man. That's a long time to hold that stretch. I think Man it City is. has what, like two games in hand. It could, uh, I think Man City could, they're going to keep it interesting. Oh, I think, I think, uh, I, I hope, I hope you're right, but I'm an eternal pessimist as a Spurs fan. Um, so the worst case scenario is what's going to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think they're just in, in, I can tell you the club, the mood around the club right now, around the fan base is so overwhelmingly negative. I more mean, than it's, usual? Yeah, even more than usual. I think usually at least some Spurs fans can kind of have a, um, sense of humor, kind of a gallows sense of humor kind of thing about it. Self-deprecating, yeah. Self-deprecating, right? Like a very dark kind of sense of humor. There's none of that right now. It is, uh, you look in, there were large sections of fans chanting that they want the ownership group out in, in the game against Villa over the weekend. Um, Tottenham, you know, Spurs Twitter is just a cesspool right now of just negativity because it, it, it part of it is the limbo like you don't know this club does not have a track record let's be honest of making good decisions they kind of lucked into you know a generational talent and harry kane kind of lucked into a player like son um you know but they've not built teams around those like all world type players to mm-hmm to compete for trophies so they've kind of they keep putting band-aids on things and trying these like hey we're going to bring in jose Mourinho, who's won everywhere we go and that didn't work i think i know a a reason why all of this is happening and follow me on this one because i think um take me on a journey okay well pack up your bags let's get in the car um I, i think it's because of the second Columbus Spurs group that started <laughs> that all of this all of this has come to fruition. We have not recorded since this happened, but there is some hashtag drama. Here's the tea. Read the leaves however you want to read them. I'll give you my interpretation of them. But you're, um, you're closer to it than I am. And, I, and it, I'm, I'm not even member. a Spurs fan. Technically, I'm a card carrying, I didn't get the card, card carrying member of Columbus Spurs. Uh, but since Kaylee was ousted from social media, I, I'm no longer associating with them. But anyway, there's a second group that started in November called Central Columbus Spurs. They are not a like a secondary group connected to Columbus Spurs. It is a group that seriously started because the Columbus Spurs, one that's been around for years, it has a lot of folks in it. I mean, Bryant, um, you were part of Columbus Spurs when I you was. lived here. Absolutely. They started this group because they didn't want to drive 12 minutes to Hilliard, to Hilliard Ohio. If you don't know Columbus, Central Ohio, Hilliard is just west. We have 270, the 270 loop that goes around Columbus. We consider it all pretty much just Columbus. Yeah. What part of Columbus are you from? I'm in Hilliard. Hilliard's technically its own town, 
but we just call it Columbus, right? You're like, where, where are you going to Columbus? I'm going to Dublin. Uh, that that's just how you do it around here. Oh, I they 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 were so upset that they had to go to Hilliard that they started a second Spurs group. And you know what bothers me, Brian? I think you're part. I think you're part of this too because you're in the picture that they put on their social media page on Twitter. You're on the picture. So I think you're secretly in cahoots with them. Um, and I will tell you that the same two people who retweet everything that in Seabus Spurs does or something like whatever they're called, um, one of them has Twitter blue also. So I think that tells you a lot about um, Elon. what's is, is, happening with is this an Elon Musk plot? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. We they also went on a crusade earlier on. I don't know if you remember this. Um, they went on a crusade where they were going back into old pictures. They were going back into old, old pictures on the gram. And they commented on something I think you posted. Something you posted year, like a, over a year ago. You might have even been living here in Columbus at the time. But they uh, posted something like going to every Spurs fan in the area. And they're commenting, hey, come watch the match with our you know, group and stuff like that. And I, I forgot what I said, but it was, I chirped a little bit. I was annoyed. <laughs> I tried to keep my chirping only to the BAM account, but I was on my personal. I was on like my name's account and I can't find it now, but I was just so frustrated because like, just stop it. Like stop trying to poach people and they're trying to be respectful. Oh, we totally respect them, but this is a group that's in Columbus. And we're like, shut up. Shut yeah, up. Okay, I need to. That was my soapbox. They're they're heretics. Sorry about they're that. They're heretics and should be burned at the stake. I'm not not saying it. I'll say it. Uh, there is, you go. We're gonna have a, a an inquisition. I'll yeah, be, I think uh, we should. I'll be up in that. Um, I'll be up in that neck of the woods at some point in the next few months. Um, I guess yeah. I can announce that that I will be in Columbus at some point this year, uh, in person at a uh, at a columbus crew game i'm aiming for uh the weekend of april the 14th which is my birthday um more more to come when that actually gets booked but if anybody is going to be around i would love to see you um gonna come up for a game enjoy my time and then the next weekend uh columbus will be in (laughs) in charlotte so (laughs) i might see some of you Uh, two weeks in a row Um, we'll see how we'll see about that cave zarelli um at least it's not in a tornado or hurricane season where it's going to rain and fall asleep on a darn cement freaking walkway that sucked and, and leave an imprint but it was a nice nap so that is that is all the drama going on with with tottenham right now thomas uh how's liverpool doing well liverpool still only has one supporters group here in columbus so i can't blame it on anybody else um, um not, let's just blame Pete. i'll just blame Pete. okay no, that's fine. Yeah, Pete, this is on you. I can't believe you've done it. May God have mercy on your soul. Liverpool uh, has not had a great season. I said at the beginning of the year uh, in our pr- Premier League predictions that Darwin Nunez was going to win the Golden Boot. And um, yeah. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> please take my prediction. Seriously, take it. Um, we not doing well liverpool's not doing well and people are attacking darwin right now they're making a lot of jokes at him and stuff um some of them have been howlers some of them he's just had a bad shooting when he gets close to 
you know, the net. Against Brentford over the week uh, Sunday, which was a 3-1 Brentford win, not a 3-1 Liverpool win. The Darwin had a good shot on goal, but a defender did slide in and stop it. Not Darwin's fault at that point. It was good defense. But they're just... I, I really feel like the magic is gone at Liverpool. Uh, I think with like Mane leaving, I know Mane hasn't been as big of an impact since I think they won the league. Um, he hasn't really been as huge of a player and he wasn't like dominating games, but uh, when him and Mo were on the field, Mo and him had different jobs and they competed. I think there was a, I don't think they really necessarily liked each other. Um, I think there were a couple times that we saw that um, just with substitutions and stuff like that. They didn't seem like they were, you know, bosom buddies or anything like that. Mane leaves. They keep Salah. Salah this year has just played a different game. He's been in, he's been used in different ways and he's been used in the last couple of years. Uh, It's easy to point to, oh, he signed a contract. That means he's not good anymore because he got his money, but they're just using him differently. He's not playing the same role that he played before. It's not a very free flowing role because someone like, you know, Darwin coming in, he's a great shooter and stuff like that, but he doesn't do the same stuff Mane did. Right. He doesn't play the same type of game that Mane did. And then also with your third person, you bring in Jota, who becomes more of like a bench guy, but he makes an impact. Bobby Firmino, who's had a great – this year's kind of been his resurgence, but he's been injured. And then Luis Diaz, who was amazing when they brought him in last year, not Columbus Crew, Luis Diaz, a different one. He um, – and, and in, But let's be honest, an inferior Luis oh, Diaz. Oh, for sure. If I was doing power rankings, definitely the second best Luis Diaz. He was great for Liverpool when they brought him in from Portugal, and he's now injured. He keeps getting injured. And so they don't have that, you know, three musketeers up front. They don't have that three scary offensive-minded people up front. I think Mo and Darwin are both, like Mo, people have seen what he's done over the years. He's not a flash in the pan. Like he's no, he's legit. Of course not. Darwin, he he scored like 36 goals or something, or 35 goals last year. Now, granted, it was in Portugal. It's not the Premier League. But he's had his chances, and I think he still could adjust over time to a much more difficult league. Um, I they can't do it on their own. Like they can't do it on their own. And now the stuff that was kind of endearing about Klopp, uh, when you're not winning, when you're not doing as well, (laughs) it just just comes off as kind of complainy, comes off as kind of whiny. but losing three to one at Brentford, you shouldn't be doing that. If you're last year, they were like two matches away from winning everything. They could have won the Premier League. They were on the cusp. They could. They were in the Champions League final. They could have swept everything last yeah. year. And now this year, I don't know if it's all those matches. I don't know what's going on. But um, you also seven. Sadio Mane is also gone. It's not the oh my gosh he. Hit, he was with one team where that happened. It's not Mourinho where he had like seven teams where that happened. I'm not going to justify that with any more of a response, but it's not been great for Liverpool men. Uh, so, but we, we talk about all this doom and gloom, but <laughs> if you look at the Premier League table, uh, Tottenham and Liverpool are five and six. So it's not even like, they're downtrodden and they're in this bottom half of the league and they're fighting for, you know, fighting to stay relegation. Up like that. Yeah. It's like, they're not Everton. This is, this is 
two teams that could could still make the Champions League. I love that you had to get a shot in at, at Everton there. I had to. Um, somebody tweeted out, they were like, oh, Everton has given up less goals than Liverpool this year. And that was before today's match. Or I think they lost like 5-0 or something like that to Brighton. Um, not ideal. But to, to be fair, Thomas, it is always more difficult when you have to play three teams at once. Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. I always I would can't take that for granted. Can't take that for granted. When you gotta play Brighton, I'm sorry, four Brighton, Hove, and Albion. That's hard. It's tough, man. That's three. That's 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 tough. I'm surprised it was only four to one. Um, so Liverpool men, not uh, not great. Uh Liverpool women, their one match they played or were gonna have in December was canceled due to a pitch inspection because only women's matches apparently um can't be cleared for soccer whenever there's bad weather and um they brought back Gemma Bonner who's played for Liverpool before back in their championship winning days in 2015 16 whatever she was racing Louisville for a little bit but Mm. um get out of the NWSL as quick as you can Gemma Bonner came back to Liverpool and she's gonna probably be the captain I don't know how much she'll play I'm sure she will play but that's that's cool Uh, and also Liverpool has been rumored to sign Sam Kerr. Boom. The Scottish Sam Kerr. Not the one from <laughs> not, oh. not the one from Australia. <laughs> but it was like uh, Pete sent me the rumor I image. And I was like, oh, this club's super that close. <laughs> it's it's wish.com Sam Kerr. <laughs> That's very true. And I hope she's great and she makes you regret saying those words <laughs> but yeah anytime it's not sam kerr doing backflips sam kerr it is the wish.com sam kerr. <laughs> i mean everyone is wish.com sam kerr to be fair like every That's other true. sam kerr in the world yeah. um because you know i'm talking like goat status here but yeah oh for sure um so thomas right sportsmanship this is the important question of all of this that i really need to get from you because you haven't said it, are you hashtag clop out? No, I'm not clop out. I, I still love the guy. I still love. I would still love to have a clop hug one day. I'm not clop out, and um, I think they build a statue for clop one day at Liverpool uh, for what he's done for the team. I there are 20 matches left. I think they make top four. Okay. I think Man United falls out. I think United. I think the United States. I think uh, Liverpool can jump Man United and and Tottenham. Uh, Newcastle okay. stopped scoring goals though. They're not giving up goals, but they're not scoring goals either now over the last few matches. So I don't know. I think it's a two a two team race though between Arsenal and Man City oh, at this it's point. Arsenal, City, and and everybody else. Yeah, it's. But Liverpool was down eleven points in January last year. Stop but, it! And that was without the world cup interrupting it liverpool's down what like carry them um 16 points with 20 matches left 21 matches left you never know one of those is against arsenal that's a six point flip right there i'll be i'll be rooting for you in that one um but yeah that's uh (laughs) that's not gonna happen well let's get to something a lot more positive uh which are our ask bam questions ask bam thank you ma'am 
Ask Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Let's start as we always do because we have never, ever missed these. I can't uh, remember in- one time we ever did. Instagram questions. Um, Homer, our good buddy Homer, wants to... Uh, <laughs> How we would grade Liverpool and Hotspur's season so far? Well, we've kind of just talked about that whole bitch. If Uh, we have to give a grade for it, I will do um, incomplete. Check your work; it's not over yet. Due date (laughs) is in twenty-one matches. So please, please come see me after class. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's never good. (laughs) That's that's what I'll give. uh, We get a Tottenham gets a a slip home that your parents have to sign. Oh God! Can you forge? Can you forge Jurgen Klopp's signature? <laughs> Robbie Rogers. Uh, this one is for you, Thomas, because I don't cover oh. uh, Ohio State women's basketball. You don't? You want, I don't. No, you are the you are the Ohio State women's basketball coverage portion of this podcast. Um, which Ohio State women's basketball game are you looking most forward to covering in conference play? Oh, this is good. Uh, I, I have a couple answers. Uh, I think when Caitlin Clark comes to Columbus and the That's Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, I mean, whenever you have a Naismith player that your finalist coming to your city, that's pretty legit. So I'm excited for that one. Um, I'm going to be going to Bloomington, Indiana at the end of this month to see Ooh. Indiana versus Ohio State in Indiana's gym. So I think that'll be fun. And also going up to Ann Arbor in February for for that game so i'm going to be driving up uh, covering those two away plus the iowa game here in columbus and also um ending the year against maryland there's somebody on maryland's uh, team named diamond miller she is going to be like a top five top three WNBA draft pick this year she's fantastic she's gonna be one of the draft picks that actually gets to play um so i i think maryland is gonna be fun and i'm also planning on going up to the big 10 tournament in Minneapolis this year. So that's also going to be cool. I'm going to be staying there for as long as Ohio state's in it. Um, If they have, if their season right now continues the way it has been going, which is 15 and 0 undefeated, only undefeated team in the big 10. I won't have to go for as many days because they would be a higher seed. Um, But if, if things go crazy and they drop substantially, which I don't see happening, um, maybe it could. Actually, nothing would surprise me. Uh, I'll have to go there for extra days. But that, and also the NCAA tournament, uh, if it's close proximity, it might even be here in Columbus, just with how the women's bracket works. Yeah, uh, I will go to as many NCAA mat- games as I can, as long as it's not you know too far away. Well, you gotta. There's a. Well, I didn't give you one answer. I gave you like seven. So suck it, Robbie. That's. It wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't. Buckeye bait. Uh, <laughs> Felix, uh, Felix wants to know our favorite cookie. Um, you go ahead and take this one first. I need to think about it. So I'm I'm married to a baker, so Ooh. there are a lot of cookies uh, and a lot of cookie experiments um, in our house. Mm. Um, yeah, it's spicy. Um, spicy. Alyssa makes a brown butter chocolate chip cookie with toffee in it Ooh. So like heath you know Talk heath slower. bar like okay. toffee yeah it is dang so you get like the the gooey but then you get like the crunch from the toffee it's 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 phenomenal not damn 
Hot damn. That sounds really good. I don't have, um, my wife does bake. She's not, you know, baked in a cave, like professional baking, taking classes and whatnot. But we have this box of uh, chocolate chip cookies she just made. They're real good. They're real good. So I'm going to pick um, her homemade chocolate chip cookies. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Or an Oreo if I'm just at the store. A Storio. <laughs> Oreo tip. tip my brother, tenders, please. My brother and I are uh, fat asses. Um, get you an Oreo. <laughs> uh, break it apart nice. and put peanut butter on the inside and then <laughs> and then put it back together and eat it. Peanut butter. I could go for some PB and O. Thank me later. Um, Alex Dumas. Okay. It was not a question. It was not in the form of a question. So move on. Oh, perfect. Even better. <laughs> um, uh, and I do have to throw my, he wanted to talk about the Kansas city current, especially bringing up CC Kaiser. Uh, we just talked about the women's world cup. So unfortunately we're not going to be able to talk much about Kaiser since she Ooh. won't be there unless she buys a ticket. <laughs> She's not going to make the U.S. men's, U.S. women's national team or the men's, U.S. women's national team. She's not going to make it. Probably has a better chance of making the men's than she does the women's. <laughs> True. They could use the help, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> they suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Homer wants to know uh, what are a couple of each of our New Year's resolutions? Now, we have done this. Um, if you folks remember, we have not done the last two years. We have not done resolutions. Um, do you remember what we've done, Bryant? We have done words. We've done a word of the year. So, Bryant, do you have a word of the year, or would you like me to go first? I would like you to go first, please. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, so word of the year, I am going with um, appreciate. Mm appreciate two years ago it was try because i wanted i was going to try things i was going to see you know what i enjoyed doing mostly in like the writing type world and last year was i think it was focus where okay i've tried a lot of things i've found out what i like to do and i need to really focus on what i like to do this year i'm picking appreciate which goes away from really much when it comes to it's not about writing it's not about you know my life and what i you know trying to try new things and do that stuff i'm seriously wanting to just appreciate what other people do more i've just found out over the last couple of years writing and being in media areas and being in you know press booths and stuff like that that it's not as much of camaraderie as um you'd think there's a lot of folks who have a lot of, um, I keep saying a lot, a lot. I'm going to say a lot so much it's going to lose all meaning. Um, uh, there are folks within the sphere that will, it, it's competent. People try to compete with each other. People try sure. to, you know, do better than each other. Nothing wrong with that. You want to, right? You want to do well and you want to do great with stuff. But I have just found it so much better whenever it's in a situation where people are supportive of each other and like helping each other and just enjoying each other's work and what they do. So I'm going to do my best to be more appreciative of the stuff that people write of the stuff that people create, whether that be online in person, either way, just because I feel like, you know, sending that out into the world, 
I think it just makes people feel better. I'll, I'll give an example. There's uh, writing for a college basketball team. You have some college students, especially Ohio State, because they have this newspaper called The Lantern, which I just said newspaper. Oh, my God. It's digital also. And um, <laughs> I, at one of the does games, it, have the it was honeys in it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it has peanuts in there. I was going to end Kathy Ack. It was just <laughs> me <hurt>. and this, <laughs> this other kid with his little tie flipped up. Um, me and this, uh, this kid, because he's in college. And I was like, hey, you should take the first question tonight. You should take the first questions. Go ahead. Because like, I know something for me when I started a few years ago was like asking people questions is so nerve wracking. And it makes me so nervous asking yeah. someone a question at a press conference. And I was like, Hey, you should start us off. You should do it. And, and just, you know, giving advice. And I was like, Hey, if you don't know what to ask, ask about a player. That's an easy thing to say. Hey, this player did really well tonight. Talk about him. And, and it just kind of builds your confidence. So just stuff like that. I'm trying to make it more of a, uh, if I'm going to spend time doing it, make it more of a community type thing. And um, hopefully that means I can meet new people and I can, um, make friends through it and stuff like that. So that's why I want to be more appreciative. It's kind of part selfish, but I also think people like to hear that they're doing something well. Um, and it, I know for me at certain points in my writing over the last few years, I've gotten like a compliment on the day where I was like, I just need to be done. I think I'm just going to quit. I, I don't think this is, I'm not enjoying it anymore. And then I get a compliment I'm like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, this is something I should keep doing. So if I can sure. help anybody that way, I think that's, um, I think that's worth it. Okay. I went through a lot. There. <laughs> um, so pride, what is your word of the year? Um, I think my word of the year is going to be ask. Um, I, one of the things I'm really working on in therapy right now is asking for what I need and being um, vocal about what I want and what I need and not feeling guilty about that. Like not feeling like I'm a, I'm a burden to other people or that I'm difficult or that I'm a pain, but understanding that um, I matter, that my needs matter, my wants matter, and that it's okay to ask for things that I want or that I need or to take things to, you know, Mm -hmm. to an extent that I want or what or need. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something I'm really, I really want to focus on this year is to, uh, and be more vocal and be more, um, just vocal about my, my thoughts and my, my, like I said, my wants, my needs, my opinions, um, and how I feel about things and being more open. I think just being, being like talking if I'm having a bad day at work, instead of shutting Mm -hmm. down, like talking to my wife about it, who loves me and cares for me and wants, and wants to be there for me. Um, Things like that. So I think that's something I'm really, uh, really focusing on right now is, is is asking. So I love that. That's fantastic. Uh, I think that's great. Um, Even uh, like a part of that, and this is something that's not a part of the appreciate item, but just something that's, a lot of people have given me examples of it lately, which means that maybe I should be paying attention to it. A lot of people have brought this up organically is when you don't have the energy for something telling somebody, yeah, I can't do that. Just mm-hmm. saying I can't 
for me, the example I thought of whenever it was come up to me a couple of times is like making dinner at night. Like if I'm working and I'm tired, or if I was doing writing, or if I just don't have the energy, I need to just say, Hey, honey, I can't make dinner tonight. Like, I just don't have it in me to do yeah. it. Can you do it? And I think that's part of it is you don't, you shouldn't be people pleasing. You yeah. should be taking care of yourself because you're not going to take care of people better unless you're taking care of yourself. That's the, the, on the airplanes, right? When the masks come down, mm-hmm. put yours on first so you yeah. can help other people. You can't help, you're not other help people. people if you're a mess. If, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's, and that's exactly uh, kind of what I'm talking about is exactly that. Like asking for what, what I need, if I need space, like asking for space, if I need, yeah. or if I need to talk, Hey, can we talk? Hey, can you just listen? Hey, can you give me advice about X or give me your opinion on X instead of just, uh, you know, going along just to get along kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's huge. And that's, that's a hard thing. I think for both of us, I think both of us naturally, um, are people pleasers. We want everyone to like us and want and kind of thrive on, uh, good vibes around Mm -hmm. us. So we don't, I don't think either of us really deal with negativity, uh, particularly well. So we like to have everybody happy with us and liking us. And so I think sometimes we both kind of, um, do that like you said, like, so asking for what we need is, is huge. It's a big thing. Yeah. So that's good. I like yeah. that. Good question there, Homer. Um, and I do appreciate you using both social medias to ask us questions, uh, which also Felix will do too um, coming up. So I appreciate people being uh, diverse with how they send us questions. Keep it up. Diverse and inclusive. It's um, an old, uh, an old wooden ship. Used during the civil war. Yeah. Diversity. I don't think no, Ron, is... diversity is not an old wooden ship. <laughs> I don't think the, the station is concerned about the lack of an old wooden ship. <laughs> um, Mike Hudson uh, at Mike Hudson sucks or Mike Slutson uh, is Cucho on his way out of Columbus, given that he was only hired for his neck tattoos. Um, it's, I think time will tell, but I think financially, um, I think they'll keep him around. Um, or if he has any allegations against him, they might raise his pay knowing the Haslam's. So um, I think he, uh, I think he stays around. And by the way, there are no sort of allegations against Cucho. He seems like a, a swell guy. Um, the, uh, I, I know you're no longer uh, on the crew beat, but no. has anyone oh, on, on the Columbus crew beat asked your new head coach uh, his opinion on neck tattoos? I don't think so yet. English is not his first language either. He's French. So um, I'm glad I left because I did not buy the Muzzy VHS when I was a kid. Um, French is not in my espionage vie. I, I'm not sure if I could talk. <laughs> so he does speak English very well, but I don't know if anyone has asked him yet. Maybe that's further down the line. You ask him that. You build a little rapport and then, and then you bust in with his opinion on neck tattoos. Yeah, exactly. Um, Matt Morris, uh, with a throwback to uh, when we solicited questions on December 7th of 2022. Which time? We've asked questions a few times, and then I've said, oh, we're going to use these questions next time, I promise. We never use them the next time. So Matt kind of um, low-key jabbed at us a little bit when he, quote, tweeted his own questions and said, hey, answer these ones, you buffoons. Um, so uh, he wants to know our top three beer types types oh my gosh um 
free, um, cheap, cold. and cold. <laughs> um, no, I'll, 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 I'll sorry. I'll, I like IPAs. Um, I mean, I have a beard. Come on, that's what I have to do. Uh, I like IPAs. I like <clears throat> stouts. Also, I like Guinness. Guinness is a favorite of mine. And um, I, I don't know, like an ale. Yeah. I don't know. If I'm going to buy a beer from the store, it's probably going to be like an IPA, though. Like Christmas. Yeah. Well, it's an ale. It isn't Christmas ale. That's an ale. But like Stiff Arm or uh, when I drank Brewdog a lot more, I'd say like Elvis juice. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, nothing wrong with any of those. No. Um, right now, I'm definitely on a like stout porter kick. Um, mm. Particularly it's winter. Particularly like coffee. I'm there's Ooh. been I've had a lot of good like coffee beers lately. I'm drinking one right now actually. Sugar Creek Brewing from here in Charlotte. It's, uh, Mocha Java Porter. Uh, very good. Um, but yes, yeah, so I would say that. I, one of my favorite styles that's really hard to find, and I always freak out when I find a place that has one, is called an English-style bitter or an ESB. Um, it's just a very kind of uh, easy-drinking, malty, uh, like, pub. You'll also see a lot of places call it a pub ale. Mm. Um, so if you've ever seen, like, Boddington's or uh, Fuller's um, ESB, it, when you tell people, when you call it bitter, people are like, I, I don't want to drink a beer that's bitter um and then i would say i'm really impressed when a place can make a um a lager or a pilsner that actually has flavor like from a brewing standpoint those beers are really hard to brew because you can't hide imperfections in those beers they're very like clean and crisp whereas with like an ipa um you, muddy it up yeah right. you can just hop the shit out of it and <laughs> you know some imper- now some things you can't cover up obviously but you can cover up some imperfections in the beer just by hopping the shit out of it and you know there are i people love ipas i love ipas and hey this is really hoppy that's really cool i like it but so i'm always really hoppy it can't be that bad ah, well done <laughs> cheryl crow <laughs> um matt also wants to know do we see mls next pro doing anything to increase fan attendance or is it going to strictly be development first i i don't think they're going to do much for the fan attendance or fan attendance thing i think the crew have done stuff but they've been really ahead of the game i think you'll see other teams kind of catch up but um their focus is main mls i I don't think i i don't think it's going to turn into we need to build organic, you know, organic supportership with our MLS Next Pro side. We saw that in Columbus. I mean, they did it with the Cappies, and they did it so well that the team kind of just stole it, and they made it their own. I, I don't think you're going to get much outside of that. They're not going to invest money into it. Um, they want to invest money into that big MLS where they can sell out the stadiums and sell beers and all that good stuff. Yeah, and Charlotte FC hasn't even released any details on their MLS Next Pro team yet, so you won't hear I, it until like the week before the matches start. <laughs> like, oh, we we signed thirty people. Oh, hey, cool. All right. <laughs> uh, Mountain and Moe's or Chipotle? Um, Moe's has the better like nacho cheese, but I would yeah. still say Chipotle. I'm still not. I'm still Chipotle. The Chipotle cheese is garbage. It's just like too smoky. There's not a lot of flavor to it. Um, but I'll pick Chipotle just because everything else is 
you know, good. And I haven't been to Moe's enough. It's a smaller sample size from Moe's. Here's here's the only other thing. I, I agree on the queso. Most queso is is hundred percent better than Chipotle's. Chipotle's is like Shit. gritty. Like, they're trying to be like cool with it. Like you just and, and also because they do everything, they try to do everything fresh and all that. So maybe it's hard to make the same cheese dip when they can't just freeze it and then thaw it out and stuff because they make all their stuff. Um, stuff, stuff. I keep saying a lot and stuff. But the anywho. only other advantage Moe's has is free chips and salsa. Yeah. Like the the chips with the little like salsa bar. Mm. Um, in my poorer days, I may or may not have gone in and gotten like, I paid for something. I got like a soda. I paid for a soda and then like eight chips and salsa for dinner. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. You know? So, you know. Shout when out you get to a really Moe's. good bag of chips of at Chipotle, when you get a really good, like, salty, limey bag of chips at Chipotle, mm. though, those are hard to beat when you get a good bag. But when you get a bad bag, it's just like, these are, I'm eating paper. This is not. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, finally, from Matt, favorite show that you feel not enough people watched? This show um, in the 90s called The Office. I'm just kidding. Um, I. <laughs> Really underrated. Yeah, it doesn't get as much attention as it probably should. Um, the cast is a little lesser known to it. I think maybe that's why it doesn't get the due that it should get. I'm gonna go to the show Psych. It's a stupid mm. show, and it's one of those USA like hour long comedy ishes. It's mostly comedy, uh, but it's um, not the greatest acting either. But it just it's one of those shows that makes me happy and i laugh when i watch it and i can um my wife tell has told me a couple years ago and i keep remembering this is that you watch the same stuff over and over again because it's kind of like a sign of depression and you like familiar things because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about anything new um so I, maybe that's why i still watch it but once i'm done with all the seasons i just start over again i might watch like one episode a month or i might watch like five episodes a day depending on what's happening but it's just like a a comfort kind of show and it wasn't like it was a small show it got some popularity but it's never uh, most of the time when i talk to people about it seven out of ten people don't know what i'm talking about Uh, i've heard of it i've never watched it but i'm I'm familiar with it as a show like i know it existed i don't know you've talked to me about it a lot and tried to get me to watch it um yeah i get i get get me right you don't yeah, need really. to hear my recommendations and use them, Bryant. No, I don't. Because it's more fun to like have you keep telling me about them. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, I get the comfort thing and rewatching stuff as somebody that's on like their fourth watch through of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it's just something I can put on and like laugh and not. Or that seen the same Sim- Simpsons episodes like 150 times. Oh, uh, I would say one of my favorites that I don't think got enough pub just because of the shows it was competing with at the time was Justified on FX. Um, Never heard of it. It was a drama uh, set in Kentucky uh, starring Timothy Oliphant. Um, oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Who he played a U.S. Marshal, Raylan Givens, 
and he just had this like over the top personality and Walt Goggins was on it who's another one of my like favorite character actors um just a really funny like entertaining kind of goofy show but also a good like uh southern gothic like story of you know americana almost yeah yeah it's it's good stuff so highly recommend okay. justified if you've uh if you've never seen it um justified sounds good um i've watched i started watching just on new year's night actually um i went back and found space ghost coast to coast hell yeah if you have not watched space ghost it's on hbo max and i started reading about the show um it's this there's this old Hanna Barbera. It's technically DC Comics superhero called Space Ghost, and they made thirty episodes of it, and that was it. And it was not. A, it was like back in the '60s or whatever, like that. So when Cartoon Network started, it was because Ted Turner bought the Hanna Barbera library, and it was cheap. So he just started Cartoon Network and just played reruns of Hanna Barbera shows yeah, over and yeah. over again. Like they didn't spend money on original programming or anything like that. Space Ghost Coast to Coast was the first original programming they did. And it is taking this show where they had the rights to do anything with it, anything from the footage, because they had like 20, 30 episodes to work with. And some people who worked at Cartoon Network, they put this show together literally in a closet inside of like the Cartoon Network offices because they couldn't use resources. Ted Turner was like, we're not giving you any money for it. And it was at the same time, like talk shows, late night talk shows, Jay Leno, Letterman were really huge. And they were ballooning up and stuff. Uh, the late night wars. So they made Space Ghost Coast, Coast to Coast, which is a 10 minute, 10 to 12 minute per episode show where they actually interview people. They get people who are on their media tours. And it's somebody in like a, it was a Zoom meeting before Zoom meetings yeah. where they come down on this TV and Space Ghost is asking the dumbest questions. And it actually looks like it's just a back and forth between this cartoon character and a famous person like one of the the second episode has gilligan marion and the professor from the (laughs) gilligan's island because they're all pushing their books and stuff like that um because they'll do it for free because it's a part of their press tour and they had cartoon network employees voicing like zorak who's the band leader but Mm -hmm. he's a he's a mantis and he's trying to like he's trying to kill space ghost or get away from him and the jokes and the awkward timing of everything. It's just so fun. So I've been watching those. I had not watched those probably since the nineties. And if you have HBO max, all of them are on there. I think you can probably find them on YouTube for free actually too, if you don't have HBO max, but space ghost coast to coast is a very fun watch. Kind of takes me back to um, way back when. Shout out to a couple other great shows from around that time. Uh, if you ever saw C Lab 2021, which is they did the same thing. From yeah, the same Space thing. Ghost. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just stock footage of the old of the old C Lab 2020 show, or the Brack just, show. The Brack show was great. Brack is great. Which he's on Space Ghost, but then he gets a spinoff called love, the Brack Show because eventually had such good ratings that they started giving them money to make more stuff and now like they started adult swim six years before adult swim was a thing like they started adult swim with that kind of stuff and then there was then there was the spinoff of space coast 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 also of harvey birdman attorney at law (laughs) which is absolutely hilarious um if you like if you have a weird sense of humor oh yeah 
you will love these shows. Like my wife watches Space Coast and she's like, fuck is this? Like, why are you watching? I could not watch these with Alyssa would think they were dumb. Um, but I think they're hilarious. Like the Harvey Birdman is he's an attorney. It's Birdman, like from Super Friends, but he's an attorney and he solves all these cases within like the Hanna Barbera universe. Like he does it at one point. I don't remember what episode. There's a custody battle for Johnny Quest between uh, Benton Quest and Race Bannon. And Race, oh, like, that's so great. And Race Bannon says like he's a an unfit father, and it's it's just it's great. I'm probably gonna go once I finish Space Ghost because there were there were eight seasons, but every season's like five to ten episodes once i'm done with that i'll probably start picking up the brack show and all the other stuff like that see lab 2021 man <laughs> That's, that takes me back um kelby wallace good old kelby hey looking forward to seeing kelby and his uh lovely wife when we're in charlotte later this year uh what matches are we looking forward to for columbus this season and i guess charlotte too um the great thing about this season, I don't know if I'm looking forward to any matches because I don't have to write about it anymore. So I'm probably going to dip in and out of, I might just not even watch a match just for the heck of it. Um, I still enjoy the career. That's not like, I'm still going to probably watch most of them, but I'm not going to go out of my way anymore to watch it. I think the cool, uh, the champions cup, whatever they're doing, the that's middle of the year, I think having club America come to Columbus I want to go to that one because I think that'll be great. And um, Club America is secretly my Liga MX Femineal team. Um, so I'm rooting for Club America. It'll be fun because that's going to bring out so many people to lower.com field. It's going to be crazy because oh, yeah. that team will bring – it might outnumber crew fans. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that game will – I bet it'll be really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward great. to seeing who, uh, who Charlotte gets in that cup too. It's going to be uh... – I'm sure it's been announced and I've forgotten now, but Leeds yeah, that's, Cup, I think it's called. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That that's going to be cool. Um, of course you're looking forward to the match that I attend whenever, well, whenever I visit. Well, duh. That was of course one of the ones that I'm excited about. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I will say for Charlotte, uh, we are the opening match for St. Louis. He's got to bring all the new shiny teams together so they can have the big national TV games. We're their first. Well, we're not their first match. We're their first home match. Um, So that's that's pretty cool. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, from from a career standpoint, whatever game I do get to attend. I think it's going to be I think it's New England is April 15th, if I remember right. Um, Okay, I'll potentially go up to New England uh for when the when charlotte's there as well since we've got friends in foxborough we may mosey on up there and they live about five minutes from gillette stadium so mm-hmm. we may mosey on up there and, and check out that game as well and then just That's a good mosey yeah we uh we get la we get lafc at home this year so i'm hoping gareth bale Ooh. decides to uh to stay with lafc so i get to see gareth bale this year I'm mad that they didn't bring Austin to Columbus because they're trying to sweep this under the rug. So this will be the second season that they don't play Austin. I think that's just um, malarkey on top of gobbledygook. Coward shit. So it's yeah, it's coward shit. So 
Um, I, when I saw the schedule, nothing really jumped out at me because I've seen, I think, every team in person from my, you know, years of watching the crew and whatnot and going to matches. I just, uh, Austin would be like the marquee matchup that would get me excited. And I'll be, of course, excited when you come up, Brian, but more just because you're up here, not because of a crew match. Um, Felix wants to know our two early World Cup predictions. You may have heard that earlier in the uh, mm. earlier in the pod, but should Felix go to Australia for the tournament? Hell yeah, you should. Go ahead, man. If you got the money, you got the means, you got the time, you should go for it. I know I can't, so you should Here's go vicariously why- in my place. I'm going to make the case for why you should not. What? Australia is terrifying. What? Quit, are, oh, you're scared. It's not like the spiders are going to be walking down the street trying to buy scarves or something for matches. It's going to be in a, a populated area. There's all those like deadly snakes and spiders. Oh my gosh, and don't listen to him. The They've hosted Olympics there. They've had... Get out of here with that scary, malarkey. Scary creatures and oh that. get out from under the covers you baby i'm scared no you're it's gonna be fine felix don't listen to him um i think you should go and you should have a great time and you should take a lot of pictures and then we will crop ourselves into the pictures as if we were there with you and put and uh play knifey spoony while you're there <laughs> i don't know what that means it's a simpsons reference um oh he'll get it yeah felix <laughs> i'm laughing for felix <laughs> uh andrew johnson and not the uh 17th president of the united states uh once andrew jackson no andrew john andrew jackson was the eighth president of the united states oh, Andrew Johnson sorry. Oh, my was the president following abraham lincoln my president my president uh project when i was in middle school was calvin coolidge so i didn't get to i didn't Ooh. know anything about andrew johnson not a good one um he wants to know, and he sent us a picture of, uh, I'm going to describe this as a very large hot dog uh, sticking out of kind of a regular size hot dog bun. This is probably like a, uh, it's pretty, it's a pretty big dog. He wants to know what's the appropriate bun to hot dog ratio. This is from a mini crew food wars where people were complaining because they had the food scran account, footy scran, where they show food from different places. One of the German cities had a bun and this big old piece of chicken that's like hanging outside the bun and there are some people um who are like oh no the food can't be sticking out of the bun like that and they were getting all nose up and stuff like that pinky out type of garbage i don't think that there's a a right ratio on that one as long as you know the meat is larger than the bun you don't want the meat less than the bun right that's, just that's that's what i was garbage say. yeah um i i don't think the limit exists and i think people need to get out of their uh, food boxes and quit being jerks and i would eat that you know two foot long hot dog on a six inch hot dog bun or something like that with some mustard and some sauerkraut hell yes um, yeah, I was going to say the important thing there is that the meat is at least equal to uh, the bun. I should never take a bite and only get bread. Fuck that. No, I'm not eating a McDonald's burger. Come on. I want the real. Like, I want, I'm not paying for bread. Okay. I know Oprah loves bread. Bread. I'm not getting excited for bread like that. Right. Uh, Tanya, maybe next time. 
she says she just sent us a gif that she has nothing. Oh, um, you'll get us next time. Right? Yeah, you'll you'll get us next time. <clears throat> we we appreciate the uh, the effort there. Um, football Kentron. Uh, there here's something they're invested in. The uh, top what, Armenian soccer podcast, by the way, in the world. Boom. What's the future looking like for Lucas? Will he still be a crew player come the next season? I think it, well, next season is in like 2024. I think he'll be a crew player definitely this season. I think he's going to still be here. Him and Cucho are a pretty good uh, duo there, and I think they're only going to get better. We'll see what Wilfred Nancy's, you know, formation does for it. But <clears throat> no, I think Cucho and Lucas are going to be there for next year or so. And he's gonna he's gonna get all the minutes he wants as long as he stays healthy. Lucas is gonna be, you know, his name is written on the starting sheet with permanent ink. Him and Cucho's are. Everybody else is kind of, you know, anything could happen. But I, I think Lucas will. I think he'll play well this year. I think he'll play well. And that's... Maybe now that they're gone from the uh, the clutches of Caleb Porter, maybe they'll play a little bit happier. Maybe they'll enjoy it a little bit more. Montreal players seem to like Nancy, so we'll see what happens. We all love Nancy. Um, in Nancy, hashtag in Nancy, we trust. So that's all the questions, guys. So thank ba-deep, you ba-deep, ba-deep. so all, much folks. for welcoming us back, showing us so much love and appreciation. We really appreciate all those wonderful Ask Bam questions that you Matt had three more. We can lightning round them. Oh, did we? I missed those. Sorry, Matt. No, top three favorite Dragon Ball characters. I only know Goku, so I'm just going to say Goku three times. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Krillin, uh, who I think is the bald one. Um, Master Yo, no, Roshi. Master Roshi, I think, okay. is the old guy, old creepy guy. And then <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Chim Chim. Oh, okay. actually, it's coming. I watched a little bit. It's coming. It was back actually from Speed Racer and not Dragon Ball. <laughs> it's it's pretty much the same thing. My friends slash wife have been trying to make me a Browns fan. I can't bring myself to cheer for them as long as Watson's on the team. How should I handle it? We talked about this earlier. Tell them to fuck off. Well, we didn't say that, but if it, if it doesn't make you happy, it, it might be that bad. So don't just say I'm not going to be a Browns fan. And there you go. You know, you can root for the Panthers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Last one. Have you ever had Glutschwein? I don't know what the hell it is, but Bryant looks like he knows. So I'm going to let you take this one. I have not, but I've been tempted by it. Uh, It's a German uh, wine beer. I'm not exactly sure what it is. But we've got a German, uh, German style brewery here in Charlotte. Mm. um that uh, had had it during the holidays um and they do mm. like an annual like chris they do a bunch of christmas celebration type stuff they do like a really cool christmas market kind of thing where they invite a bunch of like local small businesses and vendors and they can sell a bunch of stuff and you drink beer and you know roast, have food and all that good stuff and they had it i think Alyssa was gonna try it and then forgot and had a beer instead mm. um but so no, I've not, but I've been meaning to. There you go. All right, now take us away. So thank you guys for all the questions that you asked us. We really appreciate it as always. You can send us your Ask Bam questions at Bryant and me on both Twitter and Instagram. 
uh, you can follow Thomas on Instagram and Twitter at one Thomas Costello. Uh, make sure you're following him to get all the goodness that he's got going for Ohio State women's basketball for Land Grand Holy Land as they Ooh. enter the the Big Ten uh, Big Ten play here. So be on the lookout for the good stuff that he's writing there. Anything else, uh, folks, need to know about that you're that you're up to, Thomas? Uh, writing this year, I'm kind of I'm not like going out of my way i've been doing like freelance stuff uh for columbus sports commission i'm sure the wpsl is going to pop up at some point and ask about writing for the summer i might try to find something for the women's world cup because i'm not doing any soccer i'm not doing master report this year Um, i'm just like cold turkey i'm cutting all of master report out um so I, I might try to find if I get some opportunities, paid opportunities to write about the Women's World Cup because I'm interested. I'll watch it. I actually had an offer for the Men's World Cup um, and I turned it down for freelance writing on um, a pretty big site. But it was just like short, quick hit kind of articles. I would do the same thing for the Women's World Cup, but just not the men's. Would uh, you have had to name names? Name names of... People oh no critical. i wasn't getting paid to i wasn't being paid by the qatari government to talk people, about critical people people critical of the qatari government no this was just about matches this is just about the soccer and stuff on the field uh, no i've really i i grew up as a kid and i love basketball i think the nba in the 90s was like the heyday oh, yeah. of basketball it was huge like michael jordan all that so i as like a teenager getting into an adult age i'd never I didn't put as much into basketball as I probably should have, but now that I've got back into it, I just, I enjoy it. I love it. I'm not doing it because like I, oh, I have a big audience and I'm going to try to, you know, make a name for myself. I'm doing it because I enjoy writing about it. And I've been writing like a ton. I think I'm up to like 115 or 120 articles about the team just this season. Oh, wow. Just articles about this season and we're 15 games in. So I, I just enjoy doing it. It's never, if anything, it energizes me. And I think that's a good way to know you're doing something you should be doing or massive report. It was kind of a massive pain in the ass because I didn't enjoy uh, who I was writing with. And I never felt like there was appreciation there. And um, I definitely feel it, feel it here at Lane Grant Holy Land. So that's why I'm, you know, driving to games and this will be, by the end of this season, it'll be like six or seven games that I've driven to outside of Ohio for That's uh, awesome. for the game. So I'm I love it. And if it's not, you know, the most popular topic, um, then you know what Triple H and Shawn Michaels said uh, back in the WWF in the nineties. Perfect. Don't actually say that. That's very vulgar, but you know, attitude error. I got to show some attitude. This is uh this is a family podcast, sir. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, you can follow me. I I don't really do anything. Um, but you can follow oh. me at pickle chip. Uh, I love the stuff eyes. you send me. I love the stuff you post, Bryant. I love seeing this. You and Alyssa going out to concerts and enjoying life. That's what it's all about, right? It's not. It is social media is not just about self promotion, like I pretty much use it for now. It's also used to just share your life, and I I I love the life that you and Alyssa have and so you should keep doing it and i appreciate you thank you sir i appreciate you as well um well you can follow I, me i appreciated somebody oh my i wasn't even trying to use Good. my word 
Look at that. Uh, you can follow me at Pickle Chip. Replace the eyes with ones on Instagram. Pickle Chips with two S's. Also replace the eyes with ones there on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so follow us there. That's the stuff we do. Tell your friends about the pod. Neighbors, coworkers, cousins, aunts, uncles, you know, random people, enemies. You, you guys know that drill by now. Nobleman, countrymen, lend me your ears mm. for Brian and me. Bro- no Romans, though. No, forget those Romans. They know what they did. Mm, they know exactly. They killed Julius Caesar. <gasps> um, it's exactly what they did. Classic. Good old Shakespeare. Um, so do that. Um, take care of yourselves. Take care of your mm. physical health, your mental health. All of that is very important. Go easy on yourself this year. You know what? You're going to make those New Year's resolutions. You may not stick with those right off the bat. You're going to have some successes. You're going to have some failures. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some some forgiveness in that. We're all just doing the best we can, man. Yeah. That's all it is. So thanks, Brian, for helping me kick off the new year. It was nice to pot again. I missed this. I have missed hanging out with you as well, my friend. Life's Aww. a garden. Dig it. Dig it. Um, all right, friends. We'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye.